lighthearted program created by Rio Grande. State Bureau of Narcotics calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 288 regarding illicit drugs. Assist narcotic agents. That's all. Rosenberg. forsaken the beaten path and blazed a new trail with a revolutionary new gasoline, embodying twice as many expertly combined ingredients as found in ordinary fuel. It is a scientifically perfect blend of gasoline. Crack, poly, straight run, casing head, stabilizer, and tetraethyl. Each one gives your car a different kind of power. And you can't get perfect performance without all types of gasoline blended in the right proportion to provide it. It was tested and proved by the exacting drivers of police, fire, and emergency equipment in the cities and counties of California who found it to fulfill all their demanding requirements. No wonder thousands of new customers have joined with the army of regular Rio Grande patrons during these last three weeks of its introduction. Get this liquid dynamite at your red and white Rio Grande station in the morning. I can personally promise you that you can feel the improved performance when this new cracked gasoline hits your carburetor. The facts around which tonight's story has been built were taken from the file of the Bureau of Narcotics in San Francisco. We have therefore asked Mr. Paul E. Madden, Chief of the State Narcotic Bureau, to open our program from the studios of KSFO. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. There may be harder jobs than breaking up a narcotic ring. I don't know. I've never seen one. Especially difficult is the job of rounding up a band of narcotic peddlers, including the brains of the gang. Narcotic sellers are not always users, and usually the organization back of the ring extends to many countries. The capture of such a group is a long and arduous process, one that requires many hours of painstaking labor and much money. I have found definitely, however, that no matter... How smart a man thinks he is when he starts out to sell dope, he is never smart enough to get away with it long. Like all criminals who try to get by the law, he learns sooner or later that he can't win. Additional facts will be given you at the end of the program that will prove most conclusively that crime cannot pay. San Francisco. Cold. Bank fog that swirled and eddied about the close packed streets of Chinatown. A like blobs of humanity drifted through the murky gloom. In a doorway, a hag of a woman waited, sniffing, shifting uneasily, peering perplexed into the gloom. The faint tread of footsteps came cautiously toward her. Paused. 
the shabby figure of a man loomed out of the fog. Look at stuff. Yeah. How much? Two pindles. Here. Two bucks. But this junk. What can I have to my limit? Oh, how does it make you going to make a living? That ain't nothing to me. That's all I'll pay. Okay, okay. Give me a minute. Yeah. Dollar bill to quarter. He pressed the crumped bill and two coins into her hand and received two small envelopes. He slipped out of the doorway and was swallowed up in the fog. Annie the Dope 
through circuitous streets to a run-down apartment building in the cheap section of San Francisco. She paused, held up three fingers. Apartment three there. They waited for her to disappear into the vestibule, then moved cautiously after her. In the entryway, a dirty card bore the name Wallace. They went down a dreary hall and paused outside a door. Inside, they heard Annie whine. Oh, look, Miss Rose. I've got to have some, Annie. You've got lots of it. Here, you got the money? Of course I got the money. Here. Okay, take it, Doc. Okay, let's take her. What's the big idea busting into a lady's boudoir like this? My cottage Miss Wallace. Why, Annie, you dirty double-crossing hussy ought to... Relax. You ought to take it easy. That's the best way. Why pick on me, wise guys, ain't you? Maybe. Well, ain't a bigger fish in the pond? Could be. Couldn't bring yourself to tell us who they are, could you? What do you think I am, a pink? What do you got to lose? Why should I be a sap? Well, you know the answer to that one better than we do. Okay. What say you? I get my stuff from Earl Rex. Rex, huh? Yeah, he's a big distributor. Listen, we know the narcotics set up in this district as well as anybody else. We never heard of him. Well, if it's anything to you, he'll be here at 10 o'clock to collect the dough I get from the bindle pushes and make another delivery. Thanks. We'll wait for it. Forgot to tell you, it's 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Okay, we'll be here. Paul and Despain knew the Wallace woman was shrewd. They realized that they ran the chance of having her tip off the higher up. That was a chance they had to take. All night, they kept a watch on the apartment. From dark hideouts, they watched the parade of frowsy hags and shifty-eyed, sallow-faced men come and go. Shortly after 9 o'clock the next morning, Holland and Spain rang the bell of Paul Wallace's apartment. What's the big idea? I said 10 o'clock. Skip it. And no funny business when Rex gets here. It was nearly 10.15 when the doorbell rang again. Quickly, the two narcotic agents slipped into a closed closet. From the partly open door, they could survey the room and its occupants. Low Wallace crunched out a cigarette and rose lazily and opened the door. Then, while the trio languished in jail, came one of those breaks that often proved so important, 
to the law enforcement officials. You know, it's a funny thing about that fellow Julius. That's so? What's strange about him? Well, you know that woman that comes in here to see him every Thursday day? Yeah, I've seen her. Well, all they do is quarrel all the time she's here. Uh-huh. Yeah, women are peculiar sometimes. What do they quarrel about? I don't know. They never raise their voices so I can hear them. Never heard them say anything, huh? Nope. Julius is always awfully nervous after she leaves, though. What's her name? Cune. Emma Cune. <laughs> Not so bad looking, either. How often has she been here? Well, every visiting day since he's been here. And they always quarrel, huh? That's right. I think I'll have a talk with Julius. Okay. Now, who's the woman, Julius? Just a friend of mine. Always quarreling with you, huh? So what? Still doing it the hard way, are you, Julius? Listen, copper, you got me wrong. I'm just small fry in this racket. I've heard that one before, too. Honest, I'm just a punk that works for that dame, the one who comes in here to see me. Expect me to believe that? I don't care whether you believe it or not. It's the truth. I ain't no big shot in this ring. What does that get me? You want to break this case, don't you? Sure. Why do you think we picked you up? Well, I'm giving you a right steer. I work for that dame. I got 27 ounces of morphine. It belongs to her. That's why she keeps coming in here griping. Where is the stuff? In my apartment. I got it hid. Okay. Next time she comes in here, you make a deal to deliver the stuff. What'll it get me? Just the same as if you didn't do it. Thanks. You want to know who she works for? You want to do it or not? Okay, I'll go for it. Maybe the judge will have more sense than you coppers. Maybe he'll give me a break. Maybe. When do you want to do it? Anytime. What can I lose? The delivery was made, and the department found another storming woman on its hands. All right, Blackfoot. Now you've got me. What are you going to do about it? Might do a lot. 27 ounces of morphine can do many things to you, Emma. Listen, fellas. I was a little hasty. I'm just small fry in this way. Yeah, we know. You just sell it to somebody else. Yeah, that's right. Who is it this time? John Lilly. He's a new one. What does he do besides import dope? He don't import it. He just sells it. Where does he get it? Oh, don't ask me. I just work for him. What does he do besides sell dope? Well, he's a ticket taker at a theater down in Chinatown. Well, that's just a blind, though. He really worked for a fellow named Chung. Johnny's a contact man for him. Okay, Emma, we'll run down these leads. If they're hot, it may help you. If they're not, uh, we'll talk to you some more. Meantime, here's yourself. Again, he loitered in the library doorway. Hey, just saying. 
Take a look at our dope peddling friend. That dark guy's back again, I see. He's giving Lily a set of keys. There's something funny going on between those two. Uh-uh. But no, come on. We're not going to let him get away this time. Is it about time to take him? No, he's waiting any longer. He's selling the junk, so we might get a line on the locust. We pick Lily up. You don't think he might be the head man? Not a chance. First of all, he works for the man who owns the theater, Chung. We're going to find out who Chung works for. Lily's stopping at the car. That's the same limousine he got into a while ago. Well, we'd better grab him quick, then. Come on. Okay, John, this what? is it. What's the trouble? What's going on here? Now, this is known technically as an arrest. We're a narcotic agent. We'd like to look at that package you just took out of that car. This ain't my car. Well, we're not worrying about that. We want to see what's in that package. You can do this to me. You ain't got no warrant. We won't need one. Are you going to open it here, or do we have to take you in? Okay, copper. Look at it. My, my. Ten three-ounce cans of morphine. With the three-star brand labels on them. Yeah, you can read, too. Hey, whose car is this? Don't ask me. Well, we are asking you. We'll try and find out then. That's simple enough. This registration slip says, Judah Ezra. Ezra? That doesn't make sense. Why not? What's the address? First Apartments, Knob Hill. I thought so. He's one of the most prominent apartment house brokers in San Francisco. Well, all I know is what I read on the registration slip. Wait a minute. Maybe we're on the trail of something. Let's take a look at Mr. Ezra. Maybe the car is stolen. That's what I'm afraid of. If the society background Ezra's got, I'm inclined to believe that's the answer. Well, shall we take Mr. Lilly in? Might as well. Then we'll call on Mr. Ezra. Jumpy's in here. Yeah. It's taken that maid a long time to find Ezra. Are you gentlemen asking for me? Are you uh, Judah Ezra? Yes, I am. You're under arrest. Arrest? On what charge? Violation of the State Narcotic Act. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Maybe so. But when you left John Lilly in front of the library a couple of hours ago, we followed him to the car that you'd been driving. And in it, we found 30 ounces of morphine. That doesn't look so ridiculous at the time. Oh, there must be some mistake. I don't know a man named Lily. Well, take a chance that we're right. Mind if we look over the apartment? Do you want us to get a search warrant? Help yourself. You'd better lead the way. You'd like to see your personal papers first. Oh, certainly, certainly. Follow me. You're from Shanghai, I believe, Mr. Yes, that's correct. I was reared there. You been here long? Oh, two years. But I thought you government agents were omniscient, sir. You should know how long I've been here. Have you a key to this desk? Mm, certainly. Hey, who's W.D. Gray? Huh? I haven't the slightest idea. Where'd you get that name? From this receipted bill for printing. Here's a warehouse receipt made out to the same man. And you don't know who W.D. Gray is? Most certainly not. Remember what Inspector Smith said when we started on this case? Mm. It's a good job of printing. Too good, in fact, to have been done in China. Maybe we struck pay there. It's about time. Come along, Mr. Ezra. We found 30 ounces of morphine in your automobile. I think that's evidence enough to warrant holding you. The agents were not impressed by Mr. Ezra's protestations of innocence nor by the storm of sensational journalism that followed the arrest of the socially prominent smuggler. Meantime, Despain and Hall hurried to the printing plant, which had issued the receipt found in Ezra's apartment. Are you the manager of this plant? Yep. This one of your statements? I see. Sure, that's mine. Well, any chance of you remembering what this receipt covered? Now, wait a minute, and I'll look it up. It's pretty important that we be able to trace this. Somebody hasn't taken the stuff out of the file. 
Chinese characters on it, too. See? Uh-huh. You remember this man, Gray? Yes, I did a lot of work for him. He was in here often. Is this a picture of him? No, I don't think so. No, I- I'm sure that's not the man. Who is this? A fellow named Judah Ezra. Looks an awful lot like Gray, but it's not him. Well, thanks a lot, anyway. Sorry, mister. Wish I could help you. Making their way to the Kansas Street warehouse, Paul and his Spain contacted the man in charge. I'm checking up on some shipments stored here by a W.D. Gray. You know him? Sure. Does a lot of business here. What kind of business? He's connected in some way with the Darloon Tea Company. Stores a lot of stuff here from time to time. Any of it here now? No, nothing but some empty tongue oil drums. Uh, we'll look at them later, if you don't mind. That's okay with me. Uh, here's a picture. Is this the man, Gray, you've been doing business with? Don't think so. You're not sure, though? Nope, I'd say that's not Gray. Oh, does it resemble it? Yes, I'd say it does. It's an awful lot like Gray, but it's not him. Okay. Let's take a look at those oil drums. Sure, they're right back here. Last shipment came in on the Chichaboomaroo on March 7th. And it's all gone? Yep. Gets it in 25 to 50 drum lots. Sells it fast, too. <laughs> I bet he does, is that? Well, there's the drums. Look them over. Thank you. That one looks all right. Yeah. Let's look at the rest of them. Uh-oh. There it is. That's it. Whoever W.D. Gray is, he's the man we want. What's the matter? Here, take a look. See that drum inside the outer barrel? Yeah. That's the place used to smuggle dope. Mm. This shipment alone could conceal three quarters of a million dollars worth of drugs. Hey, wait a minute. This gives me an idea. Now, what is it? Well, now I know where this bird, Judah Ezra, connects up in my mind. This guy used to live in Shanghai. He had a twin brother who came over here about ten years ago. He's a big-shot society man, too. Bird owns a flock of swanky apartments. For the love of Mike, why didn't we think of this before? Let's get hold of our agents in Shanghai. Maybe we can get a line on these babies. Isaac Ezra was arrested. He, too, protested his innocence, but in rapid succession, he was identified. Sure, that's the guy that got those labels from me. That's the warehouse man. Yep, that's W.D. Gray, all right. I don't know anything about a bird named Ezra, but he's the fellow that told me his name was Gray. Lily looked at the two Ezra brothers and said, Judah is the guy Chung works for. Isaac is the bird that imports the stuff. But though this was evidence in the minds of the officers, there was a doubt that it would hold in court. Then came cablegrams from Shanghai. The drug peddling work of the brothers Ezra had begun years before in New York. Well, got some more of the stuff coming through from France. You're going to get stuck with this stuff someday. I don't trust them monkeys in Paris. Oh, don't worry, my friends. I know what I'm doing. I've got an entire shipment, more than a million dollars worth, coming in on the next boat. For crime any sakes, you mean you're shipping it open like that? Oh, don't be foolish. Of course not. It's in milk cans. Oh, ain't that nice. Morphine-treated milk. Are you crazy? I didn't say it was in milk. I said milk cans. It'll be here tomorrow. You wait and see for yourself. All right, Jim. Here we are. Now, now take a look. Here we open a can like this. And we find inside it another can. Like this. You mean all these here cans has got junk in them? Like this? That's right. Now we'll open the inside can. This must have cost a lot of jack. <laughs> my friend, you've no idea. I spent my last sou for this shipment. Jeez. What the... Hey, what's up, Chief? The can. It's full of rags. Rags? Yes, look at it. I'm ruined. Oh, boss, they really double-crossed you. 
I told you you shouldn't ought to trust them guys. As long as I draw a breath, I'll search for the men who did this to me. If it takes a lifetime, I'll get my revenge. In honor of his warped genius, the East had dubbed Judah Ezra the Black Locust. Now the East laughed. The locust had been plagued. The Oriental underworld laughed, but not so teasing so. My friend of dubious integrity, you let little things like the snap of finger upset you. You call $120,000 in junk a snap of the finger? But that was long ago. The wise one has said, if one would see the sun, look where the sun is. So what? It is now in the east. Uh, what's all this rubbish about? I refer to the rising sun. Yeah? The people to the east are a very material people. Uh-huh. There are great profits to be made from morphine. Uh-huh. Morphine from our Chinese poppies uh-huh. and heroin. Yeah. And uh, if there are cocoa leaves available, we shall have cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, there is always opium. <laughs> and, of course, the tender leaves of these plants could be best handled by a company already handling these. <laughs> yeah. uh, such as the Darlung Tea Company. Exactly, my friend. The Darlung Tea Company is... is uh, in the drug manufacturing business. Yes, and where do I come into this picture? I think it would be more patriotic and less dangerous if we sold our product to some other nation. Such as? If I had a wealthy and not too scrupulous brother in a foreign land, I might visit him. Ah, yes. That's an excellent idea. There was another excellent idea. <laughs> One of your own. Yes? The milk can scheme. That was not bad. <laughs> it didn't work out so well for me. But it could be used if barrels were substituted for milk cans, oh. and if tung oil were placed in the barrels, ah, yes. and if they were consigned to a reputable dealer in the United States, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> That's right. Who knows? Or whoever will know. black book of the Federal Narcotic Bureau did not furnish a clue when the flood of dope began to pour into the Pacific coast. The men behind the ring had no gangland connections. They moved in the best circles, mingled with the best people. They used no gangster methods. But now the picture had changed. At last, narcotic officials had traced directly to one of the Ezra brothers the consigned shipment of goods. Then, one day, Inspector Smith called Hall and Spain into his office. You want us, Chief? Here's a message that just came through from Shanghai. This doesn't look like anything but a bunch of double talk to me. Well, that's what it looked to me until I related to Washington. Well, Mrs. Friedman got hold of it, huh? Yes, and how? She worked it in a couple of hours and then shut it back. Here's the translation. Hmm. Our shipment goes today at San Maru. It consists of 520 tins smoking opium. Oh, that's a load of junk. And 20 sample tins. Must be trying out a new kind. Take a look at the rest of the stuff they're shipping. 70 ounces cocaine, 70 ounces morphine, 
and 40 ounces heroin. For the love of Mike. That's $300,000 worth of junk wholesale. And worth more than $2 million at the present market price. I suppose it's coming in in tongue oil barrels. Probably. But it isn't going to get here. When the ship docks, you be there. Get that stuff, and if anybody tries to take delivery on it, get him too. Okay, Chief. You know, I was just reading the other day in the government bulletin. This is going to be a bad year for locusts. Mm-hmm. Especially black locusts. In just a moment, we shall hear concluding facts about tonight's story. Don't forget, friends, to visit the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood tomorrow morning and take on the new all-purpose Rio Grande crack. Remember, this great new gasoline has twice as many power-producing ingredients as found in ordinary gasoline. So expertly united as to give you longer mileage, greater smoothness, and more speed and power. Join the drivers of police cars, fire engines, and other emergency equipment in appreciation of this great all-purpose Rio Grande crack.